welcome to Wisen Up. Are you planning to move to Canada? If your answer is yes, then you're at the right spot. I'm your host, Ruju. In this podcast series, we will discover inspirational stories, valuable resources, and tips that will make your moving to Canada journey easier, faster, and better. Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Wise and Up. My co-host Ron and I are back with another inspiring moving to Canada journey of our guest speaker, Sam J. Thomas. Sam is a financial advisor. He works for one of the top five banks in Canada. Sam used to work with IBM before and he used to run his business in Middle East. Then Sam decided to move to Canada with his family. One thing Ron and I admire about Sam is that he's always learning and he believes in continuous learning and applying. He has picked up a couple of courses from the University of Toronto. He has completed studies in York. He has also done online certification and he continues to do more certifications. So there are lots of tricks and tips that we will learn from Sam today through his journey. Sam is now an established banker and a financial advisor in Canada, but he did not have any banking experience before coming to Canada. So this conversation is really beneficial to those who don't have specific hard skills and are thinking of reinventing themselves or looking for changing a career or looking for a second career. Welcome, Sam. Thanks for joining our Twice on Our podcast today. Sam, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ruju. The pressure is on me. You have actually <laughs> praised me so much that I'm like, okay, what do I speak? <laughs> No pressure at all. And and, and 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 I know you for so many years and I know you're very, very good at handling pressure. But today it's all about just letting our listeners know how comfortable and easy it is to be in Canada and um, what are the options available for them. So let's just start in from your journey right from the beginning. Uh, so you were working for IBM back uh, back in the day, right? Am I right? Yeah. So earlier in my career, I mean, I, I think I'm speaking to many uh, people from India. That's where I'm from. I don't know if we know about, or we can just go back in time and just look at our careers. Like I went into commerce back in 11th and 12th grade because the hottest girls were in commerce. Uh, <laughs> and then... <laughs> you and don't then after, say! <laughs> after, after 12th, I realized, man, this, what do I do next? There's a BCom. So I went in and joined BCom. And after that, what do I do? Uh, everyone says MBA. So I went into MBA and uh, I went into finance. And then after that, uh, I went ahead and got my MCom as well. Uh, and then I was stuck. Uh, what do I do next? So I got into an auditing firm. Uh, and then I became an accountant uh, uh, there. And then I became a financial analyst with the BPO. With Tesco and IBM. And then uh, I was continuing in my management accounting uh, role. So why I said all of this is uh, just to say that we usually don't have very many options there to kind of specialize or to uh, look at ourselves, look at ourselves inside and find out what are we really good at. So I became an accountant, a management accountant. Then I moved to a role uh, for stock control. I learned about stock control and then I went back, went to Bahrain. I got married. I went to Bahrain. Uh, I got into business and then the uh, PR came through. I came back to India and then came to Canada. Uh, so when I came to Canada, I was confused because I, I was I have done accounting. I've done sales. I've done IT. I've done uh, all kinds of stuff. I'm a generalist. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. This is amazing. This is why I love your story because most of the time we see that people have you know specialized in 
in accounting or specialized in physiotherapy or specialized in IT or software development, especially from the Asian and South Asian countries, a lot of software developers in IT and what would we, we commonly refer to as techies. And then we have people who are specialized in um, they, uh, as a doctor or a dentist. Or, and, and then we have people like you and me who have worn so many different hats and we have experiences in different roles. And, uh, and how do somebody who you know, has such a diverse background establish themselves when they come to Canada? Because we've got to pick a particular role and it's, it's difficult to choose what to, what to take and what to pursue. Yes, right? very, true. very true. Because uh, I remember a couple of incidents when I came in first. I mean, I look at a lot of, the, lot of job vacancies. And the mm-hmm. astonishing thing is when I was in Bahrain, the number of vacancies used to be less. So I used to always think, I used to always wonder, man, where are the jobs? But when I look at Canada, there's lots of jobs, but it's so difficult to get one job. Uh, so that was uh, uh, like something that I never understood. And then uh, when I was applying for jobs, I used to apply for different kinds of roles. So I was always worried because when I used to edit my resume to highlight those skills what are relevant for that role, I had different versions of my resume. So when I have different versions of my resume, I used to have my desktop full of folders. And when someone used to call me, I used to freak out because I don't know which resume I sent to whom. <laughs> and then I do try and search for that folder, open up that resume and see and scan through it. Oh, okay, okay, this is what I presented to them. And it is very funny that uh, that uh, you know what the first couple of months was really tough. Uh, I should say that it was not a cakewalk. So Sam, you moved in with your wife Bibi, who, who is a physiotherapist, and your uh, older son. Is that right? Yes. So we moved uh, together in 2014, in uh-huh. April of 2014. And uh, yeah, we moved to Toronto. And uh, uh-huh. that's the other thing uh, that uh, most people face when they come in here is if you have a child, you're looking at your spouse and going, so who's going to really look for a job? You or me? Who's going to be babysitting? That's uh-huh. another practical challenge that you face. And you have to over that to see who has the most... Uh, the fastest route to get a job. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's an important point because in physiotherapy, you have a couple of levels of exams and um, practical and theory exams that you need to cover to get your certification to to be able to officially practice physiotherapy. And since that would take a couple of years, for you, it, it was faster and easier to get into a job right away versus yeah. someone who specialized in, say, dentistry or physiotherapy. So that's an important point that you just brought up. And um, now, I mean, as a banker, you meet a lot of new immigrants uh, and you you hear their story and you see what uh, they're experiencing. And there's a lot of common experiences that we uh, that we hear from people who are coming in uh, after us. Mm-hmm. And when you meet them, what are the what are the common mistakes that you see uh, that, uh, that that's happening with new immigrants when they come in? And what are the things that they could avoid when they're coming in? So it's not a mistake. I mean, it's just the, portrayal of Canada across the world when you even when I before I came in what did I see I saw a white guy standing with a Canadian flag on a snow uh, on the on a snow mountain and when I came in here it's all daisies and there's no uh-huh. snow hardly any snow it's only two times in the year it snows mostly and then what do you find is totally different from what the image was in your mind before you came to Canada and then uh-huh. once you land the the reality of the uh, the job search hits you uh, uh-huh. you initially many of us come in and say, you know what, I'm ready to hustle, I'm ready to do any kind of job, anything Uh that's required. So what happens is that most people who come in are in their 30s or 40s, and they have already established themselves outside of uh, Canada. And when we come in here, uh, we don't get the same level of call, same level of 
jobs that we uh-huh. had experienced earlier in our life so that's a uh-huh. challenge the second challenge is of course uh, we come up, we come from a society which is very social uh, uh-huh. we come from a society where we have friends your relatives your cousins uh, people around you uh, uh-huh. where um, people check up on you at least they pick up calls or you can randomly go to meet them or you know there's a culture of social uh, community that is there in uh-huh. uh, india right whereas when you come to canada it is totally different i think the social aspect of it is different um, the third thing i can think is the aspect of i would say if people are married uh, mm-hmm. i think the stress that comes with marriage uh, during the initial phases high because uh, you might uh, probably have a couple of months that uh, both of you might not have a job and uh, mm-hmm. your bank balance is running low and then mm-hmm. uh, if you're not strong enough together you seem to point fingers at the other person and then that that keeps aggravating and family problems start happening so there are so many things uh, that go on and so these are some of the things that i've seen i'm not painting a bad picture what i'm doing is i'm just helping you know, people to get an understanding of what we need to be prepared for before we land in canada and and you know you have uh, really you know gone out there and, and basically pulled out the curtain and and showing the real challenges that people face if they don't have a job that they that they have waiting for them or they don't have a strategy on what field that they want to specialize in and also an important point that you brought about in terms of community um i i just saw a youtube channel i think a couple of weeks ago about this new family that uh, moved in from delhi to um to, to toronto and when diwali came in they felt really lonely and depressed because diwali is celebrated in a grand manner in in delhi and bombay and parts of india and they missed their family so much that they, they didn't have many friends in uh, canada and they missed um their community and uh, and so there and that's one of the reasons why they decided to start this youtube channel so that the next diwali they actually hosted a diwali party and uh, they invited all the new immigrants that they had connected with online and they had about 60 people show up and it was a lot better than the previous you know the previous time and so the in in, in asian cultures especially in india and say we have this uh, huge culture of celebration with family and friends and even with strangers when it comes to holi and diwali or christmas or eid or new year we invite our neighbors over and that's because we have a lot of help with the family extended family parents grandparents uncles aunts to get the day to day chores work completed and we also have a lot of help in at home but when you go to a country like the US or UK or or Australia or Canada you are doing you're driving your own cars you are doing your own laundry you're taking care of the kids you don't have anybody to help you unless you're spending another extra 1500 per month to hire someone to take care of your children lifestyle is definitely different and uh, and it's important that people understand that do their research and be able to prepare for that and plan for that so that they're equipped uh, because there are a lot of uh, families who come in and then very soon they bring in their parents or their in-laws to help with the raising the children the um, canada has very like friendly laws to help bring your your parents and uh, in-laws to help and they my 10 year visas for for that and um, also especially when winter rolls over and the you know the temperature becomes really cold we are aware of vit- vitamin d levels being low that affects our moods affects our motivation 
and if we tend to stay indoors and don't have a community it becomes hard to move forward as human beings we love to interact with other people and that's one of the main reasons why we even decided to start this podcast is to help people understand and be prepared for it so that you're ready for whatever might come your way and so and and, and that's why i think you also started a community you started a church where people can to get together lots of immigrants can come together and meet uh, in the church right no matter where they're coming from yeah. and uh, they don't even necessarily have to be christian to come to the church is that true tam Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And um, so right now, in terms of your career, how is it going with respect to the bank? How is it going for your wife as she started getting the certifications? And how is it for the children? Like, are the children enjoying school? Um, how are they finding it? Yeah, I mean, uh, things have changed. I, I should say, um, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we had our struggles. Uh, but I should say, thank God that, you know, I got a job. Thanks to you, I should add that in as well. You introduced me to a manager. in the bank and then i was able to crack uh, the first interview before that and then the second interview and then the third interview and i made it in the bank uh the the first time i got in there i was quite uh, nervous i didn't even know what to do but over a period of time uh, you learn and uh, one of the things that i learned about myself after getting into the role was that i am a good salesman i didn't know that back in india i was an accountant who used to sit behind a desk and work on excel sheets <laughs> Uh, so so i i i came to realize that skill about myself uh in this role and at the same time because i'm an accountant so what has happened is uh, i was able to give uh, really good advice to clients because i calculate interest rates i have different calculators i do different things that normal advisors don't do that's uh, awesome yeah so so one of the things that i learned is whatever experience that we had in the past will definitely benefit us to some extent and that will make us unique uh to a really good extent so i just want to put that encouragement out there to anyone who thinks that oh my career is a waste i did that but it's definitely going to help you in your role here and uh, and i think uh, after that my wife went ahead and did her certifications and her licensing and all that it took about four and a half five years uh, at the same time i was just you know uh, rowing the boat <laughs> to speak <laughs> to say just to say what i was doing and then along with that i did a couple of my certifications i'm still doing certifications i'm always uh, meeting people uh, networking with people outside to understand different uh, jobs what are the roles um what is it that i could do parallelly with you know working in the bank what are the skills that i can develop so those are some things that i have been doing my wife is now uh, working as a uh, licensed physiotherapist uh thank god once again uh my kids are now canadians pretty much i sometimes have to remind them that they are indian no so i think yeah i mean we yeah we are blessed um, i would say that uh, there's nothing else i can say i mean there's no um uh, nothing that i would say that i can claim that i did wisely that i i am here today i just saw an interview yesterday of uh, lady uh, from the us she actually moved from the middle east she's indian her last name is desai she she took her phd from the us 
though, and she spent 18 years in the U.S. and still couldn't get her green card. And her husband also is Indian, and uh, and they moved to Waterloo uh, under the program with Community Tech, which is a startup incubator and a director in the Waterloo region. And uh, she was saying how excited and happy she is that she made the move because she got her PR within a year, something mm-hmm. that took her 18 years and still did not get her green card in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And in spite of her being a highly skilled PhD professor in a university in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. in spite of that, uh, it was a lot harder. And so, yeah, there's a lot of dynamics and changes happening in, in the environment too, in the markets too. And um, in in terms of investments, Ruju, you had a question in terms of investments, right? Yes, I did. So Sam, I just wanted to ask you, what is the one advice that you would like to give it to our listeners who are not really good at saving money just like me i'm also not good at saving money so what is the one advice you'd like to I give i think us? the the most simplest have a budget um, if you have a budget calculator or a budget sheet with you uh, most of the banks now have the app where you can uh, look at your credit card and go okay i spend maybe 200 dollars on transport i spend like 300 bucks on food outside uh, so you can look at the budget sheet and see oh where did i spend more money this month Absolutely. I think now that you said it, I'm just going back in my mind. I'm like, year ago when I tried budgeting or two years ago, when I, every time when I tried budgeting, I was able to save a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? And once I stopped doing that, I'm going back to like spending so much money and so on. Again, that's just my Indian habit that keeps coming to yeah. me. But I, I will definitely keep this in mind. And listeners, uh, please, uh, you know, listen to his advice. That's amazing advice. Make sure to budget. And that would help us a lot in the long run. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Another question I would have is uh, in terms of buying or investing in a house, what mm-hmm. is your expert advice on friends who come into the country and want to invest in a house is that a good idea or not it's a great idea in terms of buying a house definitely i would say uh eventually you will have to reach there but from an income level right because you brought up the point of income yeah. what is the the average household income that you need to buy a house say in the suburbs let's let's leave toronto out obviously so let's look at say one hour east or one hour west of uh, toronto and if you were to buy a house what is the income is that uh, do you need about 120000 as a family income to be able to yeah, depends, uh, buy a house it depends on the type of house again like if you're going for a condo now it is anywhere from 500 to 600 uh town 500 600 500 600 to buy the house right to buy, buy the condo buy yeah condo. so for that for that how much income do i need annual annual income do i need to to be eligible uh, for that about hundred thousand dollars so if me and my wife were making a hundred thousand yeah. dollars i would be able to buy a condo is that right right uh, yeah, so, yeah i would say so, that so if it, if my right. if my wife is if my wife is making about say fifty thousand, I'm making about fifty thousand, so we are about a hundred thousand. Yes, we should be able to get a condo in in is a condo in Toronto. Is the final thousand in Toronto or Miss? Yeah, so I mean, I would say the there is no hard and fast rule or in terms of numbers, but I would use the multiplier of four point eight five to five times your income. Hmm, right, uh, a ballpark a ballpark calculation to say how much income do I need. Yeah, yeah, and uh, now the the reason why real estate is hot here is because immigration is high and uh, so and people are concentrated more in GTA so uh-huh. definitely based on economics when the population increases there is a demand for housing so there's no uh, way so Sam the the um, the, uh, the, yeah. the 500,000 that you talked about I just wanted to clarify that that was in Tor- is that the price right now in downtown Toronto or is it uh, outside uh, now the condo prices have corrected a bit uh, due to COVID okay. so okay. then uh, the condo 
condo, one bedroom, like let's say 500, 600 square feet by uh-huh. March in downtown Toronto core, I would imagine would be like 500, 550, 600. That's awesome. Uh, and what about Mississauga? What about Waterloo? Uh, what about Hamilton? Uh, definitely again, same price. The prices in Mississauga have been corrected uh, because uh-huh. we're keeping on uh, like we as immigrants, we the demand like, is still high. Demand is still high. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and right now the housing market in uh, anywhere from Ottawa all the way to Sarnia that's the uh-huh. uh, border of Michigan everywhere is hot uh, uh-huh. because people are just buying homes refinancing buying other homes two or three homes maybe they're giving it on rentals plus immigrants like myself or you or anyone who's coming in who's saving a uh-huh. down payment is buying a house so there's a lot of demand and so so as you know we're coming towards the end of the podcast and so as uh, advice for future immigrants or people who are considering to come into Canada mm-hmm. would what would your input be to them would you say yes come or would you say no or would you what, what would your advice be for so yeah. let's start with the the ones that have uh, uh, technology uh, you know domain expertise one of them or two of them have that and so they, they're coming into Canada what would you tell them yeah I would tell them uh, come directly to Toronto save or okay. get an apartment uh, mm-hmm. because most of the startups are in Toronto mm-hmm. uh, some of them are there in Waterloo but not as much as uh, how it is in Toronto and mm-hmm. the other benefit is you don't have to spend on your car or vehicle there is good uh, public transport so if you get an apartment somewhere in Toronto and if you start uh, putting in your resume for roles uh, you would be especially in the tech space you would be able to get a role yeah, yeah that's good that's a very valuable input that you gave yeah. and okay what about the family that is um, not from the tech side um, and so and what would your input be for that my input would be first I tell this to most people who are contacting me on Facebook who's saying that they are already through with their paperwork uh-huh. I like I don't have like to be honest with you there's no honest timeline there are cases uh-huh. where people can get a job within one week there are uh-huh. people who haven't got a job for the last three years uh-huh. so we could be anywhere in that spectrum uh-huh. but I w- I'm a person who likes to prepare for the worst case scenario so uh-huh. I let them know that are you ready to hustle for the first five to eight years and uh-huh. start from scratch if you're ready then this is the place yeah okay. so that's 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 really good advice it's, I, I remember uh, a couple that uh, were dentists that wanted to stop their very successful like multi-million dollar practice that they had in India and wanted to go to Canada. And I said, uh, in my opinion, I would say that that's not a good idea because after establishing yourself after 10, 15 years, will you be able to write the dentistry exams as if you just passed out from dentistry? Because you ought to remember everything that you studied in five years and write it in, in one single exam. Mm-hmm. And uh, they decided otherwise, and uh, and I and I also advised them to kind of you know mm-hmm. phase their 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 moving in, let one person go in and then come and then try it out and come back. And they tried it and they were not able to pass the exam. And mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, your your advice is actually right. They have to be prepared for the hustle and be able to do whatever it takes to achieve their goal. And if they have that mindset, if they have that growth mindset, they definitely will be successful in Canada. So as a final piece of input, words of wisdom for the listeners, Sam, um, you. You've, you've gone through six, seven years of Canada and then you know definitely going to be there for another 15, 20 years and you're making your investments and now both of you are uh, making more amount of money that you were making when you started off mm-hmm. uh, six, seven years ago mm-hmm. and uh, God has blessed you with beautiful children that you moved into a house. Um, what's your final giveaway, your final blessing for the people? I think is, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, happened to me earlier when I moved to Bahrain and I moved here is that uh, earlier on, we talked about a little bit of like suffering and things like that. 
that come uh, because of a change of place it also teaches you to be humble uh, so i think that even if you own like whatever if you have millions in your bank account uh if you have like three or four cars uh the mentality our indian mentality of me showing off to people and you know competing with them has to die and uh-huh. uh, i think that you know simple living is sometimes the best thing because on our i want to i don't want to go very philosophical but i want to just say during our last moments of our life the only things uh-huh. that will stay with us is memories the money is useless right, right. so i would say whatever you're going through if you're a newcomer to canada even if you take a walk outside close your eyes breathe in the, the fresh air and thank god uh, you know so be yeah. grateful this is what you're saying be grateful for what you have and be humble yeah. and hustle hard yeah. right that's yeah. exactly what sam stands for be grateful and be humble and hustle hard and I, and i thank you sam thank you for your time thank you for sharing all your inputs and being absolutely honest and being brutally vulnerable in sharing the the experience that you went and through in the last 7 years and uh, we wish you all the best and maybe in a couple of years we will have you again on our podcast thank you so much sam thank yes thank you so much sam you really candid and it really helped us and our listeners thank to move forward in life thank you thank you rudu thank you ron i hope you found this podcast useful why don't you tell us any specific questions you have about immigration in the comment section below if you are an immigrant and would like to share your story with us please email us at wisenoppodcast@gmail.com Thanks so much for tuning in listeners. I'm your host Ruju and this is the Wise Enough podcast series.